ready for tomorrow's news today. You're listening to Speak Life with Marty Lee. Welcome to Speak Life. Thank you so much for joining us. We have a great show planned for you today. And uh, one of my very special friends, uh, dear friend, is our guest tonight, an apostle, a powerful pastor, a, uh, a, a worship songwriter with uh, great songs that uh, I'm sure you've sang over the years, uh, no other name but the name of Jesus, uh, more than enough. Uh, I praise your majesty on bended knee. And uh, one of my favorites was uh, Mighty Man of War. He's arising as a mighty man of war. And uh, he's also the author of several great books. Uh, his new book is called Voices, Hearing and Discerning When God Speaks. And uh, his, his name is Apostle Robert Gay. Uh, you're going to just love this. He'll be with us here in just a few minutes. And uh, take a moment, invite some of your friends and family members to tune in. Uh, you're really going to love it. Um, God reminded me of a prophetic word he spoke to me recently, that we will, without fail, recover all in 2022. Now, prophetic words are very powerful. <clears throat> you know, they, they are foretelling and they are forthtelling. And uh, it's very important that we understand uh, that God wants you to speak like him. You know, uh, we used to say in the, in the Word of Faith movement, echo God. You know, God wants you to say what he is saying, not say what the world is saying, uh, but say what God is saying. And uh, when you do that, you are continuing to reinforce God's decree, continuing to release God's word into the earth. And, uh, you know, in the old word of faith movement, we used to, um, which, by the way, is still a movement today. It's it's uh, uh, all the prophetic is predicated on uh, the faith movement. Uh, but uh, uh, we you know, it, it was important for us to continue to confess and continue to decree in the prophetic. We continue to decree. Uh, and so I want to encourage you continue to say that without fail, I am going to recover it all in 2022. Listen, God has a great plan in motion right now. And uh, I, as I've been praying, I've heard the Lord say, prepare for sudden reversals. You know, and I've been saying that for several months now, sudden changes. We're already seeing uh, turnarounds developing in the national headlines. Uh, what God has said is coming to pass. Amen. And many more to come. Uh, <clears throat> I also want to remind you that the Lord said in April and May uh, that these would be key months in this great turnaround. And um, if you were with us last week, we had Apostles Tom and Jane Hammond uh, on with us, and, and we talked about the 40-day uh, window to pray and watch reversals. You know, when I say reversals and turnarounds, uh, it's like Esther having to deal with the curses uh, that Haman instituted. And so we will face some challenging things. You know, Jesus said you're going to face challenges. Uh, but God spoke to me that, in, that it, it is God pulling their power plug right now. God's pulling the power plug on, on the things that uh, the enemy has crafted uh, to work against the people of God. And things will start turning around in, until the decrees of the enemy uh, are totally overturned and defeated. And remember, God said 2022 is the year of the double portion for you. 
May will be a time of divine reversals and turnarounds. And so you can have that expectation in your spirit and look for things. Uh, Have an anticipation of God breaking through for you and turning things around for you. Amen. Not just for everybody else and not just for things in the world, but for you personally. Uh, What looks like is going one way will suddenly change course and go another direction at the word of the Lord. God, when you when God has someone speak it, when He has His prophets, His apostles decree a thing, uh, especially in that prophetic and apostolic generation, decreeing as one, things begin to uh, to uh, turn around faster, stronger. You know, it takes time for it to develop, uh, but it will it will begin to occur, and we're seeing it today. Amen. We're seeing the shaking of the nations by the hand of the Lord, and I believe if we will pray, uh, we will see the shaping of the nations, the reshaping of the nations by the prayers of God's people. You know, Scripture says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, that means actually taking the time to do it, actually uh, scheduling it, actually working through this, you know. You think about Daniel, uh, who at you know, 14, 15 years old, uh, you know, he had his dreams and his visions and probably dreamed of being a dad and having a family and, and those kind of things. And, and he was abducted and taken to Babylon and, uh, and, and uh, treated in such a way where he would never have children again, uh, where he would never have children. And so his his whole outlook, his whole vision changed for his life, but God used that setback to place him in a position of strength, and uh, he ended up be- becoming one of the greatest sources of power uh, for the people of God in Babylon. And so, uh, you know, things change. You'll face difficulties, uh, maybe not quite that extreme, uh, but if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, Daniel pr- uh, prayed three times a day. And uh, he would not relent on that. And God, the the time caught up with the word of the Lord, and everything began to turn around. Uh, and so it says, if you'll if you'll humble yourself and pray and turn from your wicked ways, I'll hear from heaven, and I'll heal your land. I believe God is healing America the beautiful, and uh, it may not be the process that we. Um, imagined it may not be as smooth or as easy as we imagine, but God is going to do it. Amen. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. You know, I believe a great revival, a great awakening, awakening is coming that is absolutely unstoppable, and we will see the glory of the Lord released in our nation and in the nations of the earth. In fact, Isaiah 35, it says, we shall see the glory of the Lord. Strengthen the weak and say to them, do not, do not fear, be strong. Uh, God will come and save you. The eye, then it says, the eyes of the blind will be opened, and then the ears of the deaf will be unstopped, and the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the dumb will sing. It, it, it's a miraculous awakening. I believe signs, wonders, and miracles are on God's agenda for this hour. And then it goes on to say, waters shall burst forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The parched ground will become a pool. The thirsty land will become springs of water. The habitation of the jackals where each lay, there shall be grass with reeds and rushes. 
and it sh- there shall be a highway there and a road, and it shall be called the highway of holiness. And so the awakening and the reversal or the turning around of things is hand in hand. Things are turning around, and the awakening revival is coming. Amen. And we shall see the glory of the Lord. So I want to encourage you, don't be moved by what you're seeing. Walk by faith and not by sight. Know what God has said and hang on to that. Speak that out. Decree a thing and it shall be established unto you and light will shine upon your ways. You know, the Bible calls us uh, a royal priesthood. You've got royal blood in you. In fact, in uh, Revelation, it says we're kings and priests unto our God. So speak like a king, decree a thing and watch it be established unto you and God's light begin to shine upon your ways. Be encouraged uh, be strong and of a good courage. That's what God spoke to the Joshua generation. You're about to go possess your land of promise. Be strong and get ready to fight the good fight of faith. Amen? Amen. So without further delay, uh, I want to welcome to the Speak Life show my good friend, Robert Gay. Robert, it's so good to see you tonight. Welcome to Speak Life, Robert. So glad you're here with us today, and uh, we have known each other for 30-plus years now and uh, been friends all this time, and uh, our families know each other and just uh, appreciate you. Uh, You're a great voice in the body of Christ today, a voice of uh, maturity and wisdom. Uh, You know, I met you uh, in early 1988, I think it was, and uh, uh, you were uh, wise then, and uh, so was I. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, but we we've were grown up. Yeah. Oh, man. And of course, of we, we met at uh, Christian International with uh, Bishop Bill Hammond, and, and, uh, I just honor you today. Thank you for uh, taking the time out to be with us today. And and um, tell us a little bit about what you're doing in ministry now and, and what's happening. Uh, I know you, that you've written hundreds of uh, great worship songs that uh, the world sings, and you still write them, and uh, your kids write them, and uh, it's very incredible. Uh, but uh, tell us a little bit about what's going on with your ministry today. Well, first of all, thanks so much, uh, Marty, for the, just the invitation to be here. And it's uh, just thrilled to be able to spend this time with you and also with those who are viewing or uh, listening to this, however uh, they may be receiving it. Uh, and it's just so wonderful to be a part of the kingdom of God. We are so thankful for relationships uh, that we have, so thankful for the relationship we have with you and Tracy, and uh, it's just wonderful, everything that you've done in the past and everything that you're doing now and all that you're going to continue to do and how that God is using you in uh, greater and more expansive ways. And uh, just thrilled to watch and see what the Lord has done. And uh, again, as you were sharing, you know, wow, uh, we've known each other for over 30 years, uh, co-labored. As a matter of fact, we were on staff uh, at Christian International uh, there in the late 80s, early 90s, some point in time and uh together and uh boy it was a time of growing and we were it was a time when really the prophetic was being birthed yes um, uh, you know really nationally internationally and also obviously within our hearts and we learned so much in those what i call the early years yes uh, uh, our ministry 
so many wonderful truths that were imparted into our heart and our spirit uh, from Bishop Hammond, from Apostle Tom and Jane Hammond, uh, and those that were co-laboring, Apostle Leon Walters. And uh, and, uh, I mean, we could go on and on with the names of the people that were so instrumental within our lives that imparted such great truths that now have grown, have flourished, and um, have now been even reproduced in others. Uh, I um, Right now, of course, for the last 25 years, we just celebrated, as a matter of fact, January, we celebrated our 25th anniversary as a church. We started a, a church in Panama City, which is our hometown. My wife and I, Stace, my wife Stacy and I, we were both born and raised in Panama City, Florida. It is our wow. hometown. And, um, and we, we tried like everything to get out of Panama City. We didn't want to stay in Panama City. Uh, and it's, it's so interesting where well, this could go in so many different way, uh, directions. But the very first prophetic word that I ever received from Bishop Hammond was, uh, he said this, I see where the Lord has you pegged in one place and you keep rubber band bouncing and he keeps bringing you back to the same place. And that was right before we went on staff at CI. But uh, we recognize this is our hometown. God placed us here for a divine purpose. But anyway, in 1997, we started a church. We began to feel the Lord impress upon us to start a church in Panama City. And there's a long story in that. I, 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 as a matter of fact, I write about it in one of my books called Building Strong and um, how that there was prophetic words that came, and then there was apostolic confirmation um, and uh, a setting in of that that was established. So we just celebrated 25 years as a church, and uh, God has blessed us so much. We're here in Panama City. The far east side of Bay County is where we're actually located in the Callaway area. God's blessed our church tremendously, and uh, we're so thankful for what we've been able to do, and we're just co-laboring in the kingdom of God with others like yourself to see the glory of God, to see the power of God, the anointing of God, the word of the Lord to be promoted, to see revival throughout the nation and the nations and uh, to see God, uh, uh, God's glory uh, be exalted above everything. So uh, it's just a wonderful time to be alive. And again, thank you so much for this opportunity to be shared today. Well, we're grateful you're, you're here and, you know, just kind of picking up on what you just said, there's a lot of people, even unfortunately, in some ministries that are just preaching so much doom and gloom. And uh, mm. in my opinion, they just, in, in my humble opinion, uh, you know, they uh, they just listen to what's on the evening news and they spring forward from that. And so many yep. people, you know, they, they are reactionary to uh, you know what's going on around them, what the what the news is saying. I call them bad news prophets in the media. By the way, <laughs> yes, they're just uh, you know they just they they know how to get ratings, and unfortunately, I think that kind of finds its way into many pulpits, and and then people start triggering um, uh, theological debates on end times, and uh, rather than uh, going to the Lord and hearing what God is saying, and then just sticking with that, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. So what's your view on that? Well, I can tell you this, anybody who uh, just watches the news all the time, and that becomes their source of information, are probably going to end up saying or prophesying or declaring or preaching some things that are incorrect. 
Uh, one of the things that we have to realize is first and foremost is God is not reactionary. He does not just, uh, what God does is not necessarily determined uh, by just what man may do in his ignorance or stupidity. And mm-hmm. the reality is there's, I mean, darkness has always been in the earth. Yes. Uh, darkness started, you know, in the very beginning, Adam and Eve, of course, we know that they sinned. Uh, Eve was deceived and they were taken out of the garden at Cain and Abel. And then the next thing you know, Cain is killing his brother, Abel. Yeah. Well, evil, you know, we, we can see the presence of evil right there. Whenever mm-hmm. a brother will kill his own brother, yeah. that's as not as evil as you can get. Yeah. So evil's always been there. And think about this. Uh, God could have sent Jesus. The father could have sent Jesus at any t- moment in time. However, he sent Jesus. He chose a time whenever actually Jerusalem is under the rule of the Roman Empire. Mm. And when there's all sorts of wickedness that's going on yeah. in the streets of Jerusalem, uh, about any and every kind of perversion that's known to man took place in the Roman Empire. Yes. So God takes and says, that this is the time that I am going to send my only begotten son to bring salvation. We always have to realize that God's answer to darkness is not darkness. Mm-hmm. God's answer to darkness is light. Yeah. And so if you think about this at the moment of creation, what does God do? It, it doesn't say uh, in the beginning, God created the heavens and, and the earth and the earth was without form and darkness. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. And, and God said, wow, it sure is dark out here. You know, right. <laughs> uh, here's some more darkness to go along with it. No, God stepped out into the midst of darkness and he began to, he said, let there be light. Yes. So God always calls those things, which be not as though they were. Yes. He, he begins to declare the end from the beginning. Yes. Uh, Ezekiel. Um, God takes Ezekiel to the Valley of dry bones. Death is everywhere. You only have the evidence of where life once existed. Bones are scattered everywhere. Yes. And there's no existence of life whatsoever. And then God says, Ezekiel, don't don't make commentary on the dryness of the bones. Mm. Don't talk about the death that you see. What I want you to do is begin to declare life, begin to prophesy life. And one of the things we have to realize is that I, I believe that God, there is always a remedy that he sends for every bad situation. Yes. There, he is he's a God of restoration. He is a God of restitution. Mm. He's a God that brings a remedy in the midst of bad situations. And so God's remedy for evil, God's remedy for sin is not, I'm going to now knock you over the head with <laughs> a, a club and you're going to feel the pain and you're going to, you're going to, you know, there's vindication that is coming, you know, no. All the sin of humanity that was going on and all the wickedness of the Roman Empire, God sends his only son to bring salvation, to deliver people out of the mess that they were in. Mm -hmm. I really believe that our greatest days are yet ahead. As the body of Christ, our greatest days are upon us right now. And I believe we have a prime opportunity uh, to begin to step into the midst of situations and begin to be the light in the midst of darkness. If we depend upon the Lord, and not lean to the arm of the flesh. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think that uh, in some instances, 
uh, people lose sight of the fact that we're called to be light in the midst of darkness. And uh, Jesus, he didn't just hang around inside the walls of the church. He was outside of the church. And in fact, he pushed the boundaries. And uh, just by just by ministering to one lady, uh, it changed a whole city. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and and we, uh, you know, I think we get we get some things uh, confused when it's very simple. You know, I've always said the gospel is very simple. Uh, you just have to listen to what God says, and that brings me to my next thought here. Is and I want to talk about your new book, The Voice. And uh, you know, Jesus said, "My sheep hear my voice." And now we, do, He's not here for us to see His face. He's not here right. for us to hold His hand. Uh, he's not here for us to recognize him by his clothing. Uh, he right. said, my sheep will recognize me uh, and, mm-hmm. and be able to follow me because they recognize my voice. And, uh, and a stranger's voice they're not going to pay attention to. And so, you know, right. if you were, right. we were at a conference with you a couple years back, and uh, you were, I was in one end of the room, and you were at the other end of the room. I didn't even see you, but I heard you say, hey, Marty. I knew you because I knew your voice. And, uh, right. you know, even in the in a crowded room full of voices everywhere, I could hear you and identify you immediately. And that's, you know, what Jesus said. There's going to be all these other voices, uh, but mm-hmm. my sheep will hear my voice and a stranger's right. voice they'll not listen to. And so uh, tell us a little bit about your new book. I'm loving it, by the way. I'm, I'm, I thought I would read through it fast, but I decided I'm going to read through it slow <laughs> because mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it. And uh, I highly recommend everybody get out there and, and buy a copy of it. It's incredible. Uh, it's very relevant. It's very balanced. Uh, it's very needful in this hour uh, for the body of Christ. And so share a little bit about that. Well, uh, it's, it's actually called Voices, Hearing and Discerning. Hearing a little there, there it is right there. But anyway, and um, they may be able to put, uh, or you may be able to put a picture of it up. But it's called "Hear a Voice is Hearing and Discerning When God Speaks." Uh, there's also there's two more volumes that are going to be coming out. I have one called "Voices of Deception," and the third one then will be called "The Voice of the Good Shepherd." And uh, it was a, that's a wonderful analogy that you just used about being able to. I mean, what, if I can hear my wife speak and I know it's her voice. Yes. Because I've spent time with her. Yes. You know, Paul talked about And by the way, I taught this for many years. I taught the, the material that's in the this book. Uh, I taught for many years in our church and repeatedly every time I would teach this uh, in a series, I had so many folks that were coming up to me and saying, you need to put that in a book because it is, was it was life changing. And, um, but anyway, Paul specifically talked about, he said, there are many voices that have gone out into the world, there are many voices, yes. and each of them have a distinct sound. And he said, he goes on to say, if you don't understand the sound of the voice, you will become as a barbarian to him who speaks mm. and vice versa. <laughs> and, uh, and I think, you know, when you study the word barbarian, one of the things about barbarians you'll find is they were, they their behavior was very poor. Uh, not only was their behavior poor, they were like wild animals many times. And I, there's really a principle that people need to understand. And that is this, if you cannot hear and discern the voices, 
that we are surrounded by daily, both internally and externally, you'll begin to act like a crazy person. Yes. You will act uh, in an insane manner. And I think that's some of the things that we've seen over the past, shall we say, several years. Yes. Uh, people have done some really strange things in the name of the Lord said, the Lord told me, thus saith the Lord. And I don't think that most of these folks are evil people. They're not bad in the sense of, you know, they're they're sinful uh, or, you know, driven by demons. But what happens is that we're, we hear voices. You, we're created to hear voices. You are a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. Yes. Well, your spirit man itself has a voice, but mm. then your soul has many voices. You have yes. the voice of emotion. You have the voice of intellect and reasoning. You have the voice of your will. Then you live in a body. Your body itself has a voice. It speaks to you. Yes. It speaks in a different language. But if like if we have a pain in the area of our body, that is the voice of our body telling us that something needs attention. Mm. Then we have the voice of the Holy Spirit. You know, there's the voice of angels. There's a voice of demons. There's, there's a, and then we have external voices. Okay, well, which ones are we supposed to listen to? Who are we supposed to believe and not believe? And so all of these things, we have to learn to sharpen our discernment. Now, God's created within us the ability to discern properly. I believe that that ability is found within the spirit of man, the recreated spirit of man. But anyway, so I talk all about many different things, about voices, the different voices. And we have to learn to be able to discern what we're hearing and where it's originating. If we don't know where it's originating from, we'll mistake it for something different than what it actually is. And I see a lot of believers today even mistaking the voice of their emotions as the voice of the Lord. Yes. The voice they want to hear of the, the, the deep desire within their heart, they many times even begin to mistake as the voice of the Lord. Um, and again, if you desire something long enough, that desire will be itself begin to speak to you. And the next thing you know, people will be saying, the Lord told me when it yes. was nothing more than their own desire, yeah. uh, a deep longing that they may have had. And by the way, and again, I'm, I'm just barely skimming the surface. I mean, we're just like surface hitting these things. Right. But, you know, you have to be careful that you don't pollute your spiritual well. Mm. Our, the spiritual well is our spirit, man, our heart. Yeah. And uh, the Bible says actually that we are to guard our hearts with all diligence for out of it flow the issues of life. Right. And so anybody who feeds on a particular <clears throat> narrative time and they that's what they're digesting and they just keep listening to that and they keep hearing that the next thing you know they'll be saying this is what the lord told me or even many times i've seen them get up and begin to prophesy the things that they just heard on the news yeah and it's all because that's what's coming they've they, they've they've polluted their well and there's a lot of scripture we uh, that we haven't had a lot of teaching on but I really do believe that God is bringing some illumination and understanding of how we've got to keep the well of our heart pure. Uh, if we don't, we'll end up saying things that God said. We'll say things and declare or ascribe God's name to it when he didn't actually say it at all. Yes. So uh, I also just uh, to, to continue to answer your question, we talk about the voice of the prophet 
and the voice of prophecy within this book. Talk about the voice of the Holy Spirit, how the voice of the Holy Spirit comes to convict us. It also comes to, um, you know, encourage us, uh, to exhort us, to move us forward. And we talk about the purpose of prophecy within the church, which the basic fundamental purpose of prophecy in the church today is found in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 3, which says that prophecy comes to edify, exhort, and comfort. So yes. that's the primary reasons. And I think all prophetic ministry to some degree or another in the New Testament is going to have those elements contained within them. Absolutely. I'm not in any way trying to limit prophecy, but I do believe that that is some of the parameters that has been laid down uh, by the Apostle Paul when he was writing to the church at Corinth. Uh, and if we'll stay in the in the lanes that have been established for us to drive in, so to speak, as far as the purpose of prophecy, I think that we will see uh, the body edified and built up. We need the prophetic ministry in the church and yes. we need prophets within the church. They are vital to the strength of the church, the building of the church. But at the same time, that strength is only afforded whenever all of those ministries stay within the boundaries that God has established within his word. Yeah, I agree. You know, one of the principles that Bishop uh, trained us in, Bishop Bill Hammond, for those of you that wonder who I'm talking about, but uh, Bishop Hammond trained us that, you know, garbage in, garbage out, uh, right, and no, right. no deposit, no return. You know, you had to right, have right. the word in in order for the word mm -hmm. to come out of you. And, uh, right. you know, if you're watching right. cartoons all day long, you're not going to prophesy the word of the Lord, you know. And uh, right, right. A, a great example of that in Scripture is uh, uh, Apostle Peter. He, he, he said, uh, Jesus said, who do people say that I am? Kind of giving them a pop quiz and he said, you're the Christ, right. the son of the living God. Well, I always say that Jesus, uh, God listens to God. Uh, he listens to his own mm -hmm. voice. That's the voice he recognized. And so Jesus turned mm -hmm. around and said, that's the voice of my father. You didn't say, you didn't, right. that didn't come from flesh and blood. That came from right, my right. father. Well, you fast right. forward in that same chapter. He says, uh, I'm going to go to Jerusalem. I'm going to be, I'm going to lay down my life and, and, and talks about the the passion that he's about to go through. And he says, no, you're, you're not going to do that. And Jesus turns around and says, uh, get behind me, Satan, you know, the right. same, the same right. guy, because he started right. to uh, prophesy from what he desired to see and what he desired to have happen. And, uh, and mm -hmm. so, so many people don't understand that just because mm -hmm. that's a strong desire doesn't make mm -hmm. it the word of the Lord. But uh, mm -hmm. just because it's contrary to what everything looks like doesn't mean it's not the word of the Lord. And so right. Right. oftentimes, exactly what you were saying uh, earlier, God will have me, me or you or others prophesy something completely contrary to what things look like. And, uh, you know, for the most of my ministry, I've prophesied things that looked completely impossible uh, for mm -hmm. someone's life or uh, for their situation only for right. a, a year or two down the road for that thing to come to pass exactly the way God said it would, but it just didn't look like it fit. And it wasn't the time for that word to come to pass, you know, right. and uh, right. you, you know, I, I it's think funny, it's, you know, if I can interject the, uh, 
what you just said about Peter is something I'm uh, actually the the second book is already at the publisher right now and they're working on it. And that's something that I specifically mentioned, you know, it's the voice that I want to hear. Yeah. And, you know, in Peter's situation, he just could not wrap his brain yes. around the fact that Jesus was saying, they're going to kill me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be crucified. You yes. know, and wait, this doesn't match up with what my thinking, what I thought you were coming to establish the kingdom, Jesus. Yeah. I thought you were coming. You were going to give us, as a matter of fact, if Jesus would have said, hey, Pete, uh, just want you to know that uh, I'm going to give you this area of, of Israel and I want you to take that and you're going to be the ruler there. And that's going to happen in about another couple of months. I just want you to know Peter would have been jumping up and down. You know, they'd all have been giving each other high fives and saying, Amen, Jesus, he, he's got it. And that's 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 the truth right there. Yeah. You know, sometimes we don't want to hear the truth. Yeah. And sometimes if we have a bias or a leaning in a certain manner and a mindset is another way that we've called it many times. Mm-hmm. We have find it very difficult to hear something different than that. As a matter of fact, we're wanting to rebuke it. You know, yeah. that can't be God. It, that, that doesn't agree with, you know, what I want. So if it doesn't agree with what I want, you know, God's going to give me the desire of my heart. See, and and what happens is exactly what you were saying is people begin to take their own. uh, Because, again, the key is what Jesus said, you know, to Peter to start out with flesh and blood is not revealed. And wow, what a contrast. Flesh and blood is not revealed to you that, you know, I'm the Christ, the son of the living God, but my father, which is in heaven. However, when he was rebuking Jesus, you're not now you're Satan, you know. You're yeah. listening to the wrong voice, yeah. you know, you're, and, uh, you're, this is flesh and blood speaking here, Yeah. Know? but anyway. Well, I think there, uh, there has to be an adequate representation of the prophetic and a maturity, uh, established, you know, it's the foundation apostles and prophets are the foundation of the church. And, and I think that's what God is doing, shaking everything and shaping everything and uh, right. you know the the strength of a um, of uh, and, and I I tend to lean more along the lines of some people are just immature. I give them the grace for that, rather than saying you're a false prophet or although some people right. have said that about us, you know? <laughs> uh, but you know they they change their tune three to six months down the road when it comes to the past, but. Uh, right. You know, uh, the, the, uh, rather than calling them false prophets, I recognize that there there's immaturity there, and, and there's a lack of mentoring, a lack of fathering, mm-hmm. and uh, that's one of the things that we've had an incredible benefit uh, in growing in the prophetic is having Bishop and Apostle Leon and different ones to be mentors and fathers to us, and uh, now we get mm-hmm. to share that great wisdom with many others as well, and. Uh, Absolutely. You know, I just want to give a quick shout out to your kids. Uh, I'm very proud of your kids in ministry with you there and uh, the great things that they do. Uh, you know, I've, I've listened to some of their messages and, and uh, uh, read uh, Joshua's book. And, and uh, you know, what a powerful thing uh, to be able to reproduce uh, the faith uh, that, that really Bishop reproduced in us. And, um, mm-hmm. and so uh, just kind of shifting a little bit here, 
Mm -hmm. uh, what do you think about the need for mentoring and fathering in this hour? Again, well, it's, it's different voices, right? Right. It's it, well, the, the need is very, very great, you know, and um, I, I believe, you know, let's let's go to some of the things that Paul specifically said. And um, he specifically said, you know, if a man doesn't know how to rule well his own house, how is he going to rule well the house of God? Right. There is a necessity, first of all, I'd say that that ministers of the gospel, pastors, preachers, prophets, apostles, whatever label they may go by. It's so important that they instill within their own children the mm. principles of the kingdom of God. Yes. And when I say instill within them, I'm not talking about just telling them. Mm. I'm saying live it in front of them. Yes. Live it on a daily basis and spend time with your children. Um, now, we trained our children to do what was right. And there was some what we would call discipline that was involved within that. But I can tell you that more than anything, I hugged on my kids. I yeah. prayed with my kids. We involved them in ministry. Yes. And now all three of them are all serving the Lord. And uh, they're all functioning pastorally. Uh, in the, As a matter of fact, our oldest son, Joshua, he just they just moved back from Orlando. And we put him in as the lead pastor of the church. He's taking care of all the day-to-day -day operations now. And releasing uh, Stacy and I, I mean, we're still there. We're not going anywhere, but but it frees us up to do more apostolic type ministry, which we believe that God's called us to do. And then uh, our youngest son, Micah, they uh, a year and a half ago, we launched High Praise Crestview. Yes. It's about two hours uh, northwest of uh, Panama City, where, where we're here. Church is growing. They've already outgrown the building that they're in. I mean, Hallelujah. they do not have uh, anymore in just a year and a half, you know, they've, um, and I know for some people, this is not, a, of course, Crestview is not a big metropolis area, you know, it's a, <laughs> it's a by all uh, measurements, a small town, but, uh, you know, they, they were totally out of space on Easter Sunday and have, have been well over a hundred people consistently since then. Yeah. And uh, to be honest with you, for most prophetic type churches, that's, uh, very strong. unusual. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that measure of growth that quickly, and then to be able to maintain that. So the Lord's blessing them tremendously. And then our daughter and son-in-law, they were also in Orlando and they're moving back, but they're, uh, he, he, they're both on staff also at the church. And so I said that, first of all, you know, we've had the opportunity to mentor our kids and I got to be faithful over my own kids before the Lord's right. going to allow me to effectively do it with anybody else's kids, you know, yes. particularly his. Yes. But there's, there really is a need for fathers. There's a need uh, for mentoring uh, for people to be mentored. If we can isolate here for just a moment, two different areas. Number one is character and integrity. Right. That is so important. And it is more important what a man can build through gifting and ministry and prophesying and everything else. 30, 40 years of ministry, it can all be destroyed in one day because of Absolutely. the lack of character. Yes. And we ha how many times have we seen that happen and take place? So the first thing that we, and that was something that was instilled into us um, yes. from Bishop Mom Hammond. Yeah. They were, they, they drilled that within us. Yes. The importance of character and integrity. 
And I, I am so thankful for them for doing that. And as a matter of fact, I, the book that he wrote uh, uh, on the prophets, the second prophets book, Pitfalls to Avoid, Principles to Practice. Uh, and then uh, that's the third book, excuse me, that he wrote on the in the prophet series. In my, it was my favorite book. I really, yeah. really loved it. I've taught that book numerous times within our church. Yes. And so those kind of principles are so important. And, and I, I know those things are really drilled in us, but it seems like, and I'm just giving you my opinion here. Yeah. There's a generation that has come up now that maybe didn't read the book. Yeah. <laughs> a generation that's kind of come on the scene that maybe didn't get a hold of all of these uh, principles and pitfalls uh, that we were able to, in the 10 M's of ministry, you know, yeah. those things. Very powerful. Uh, those, and those are things that, that they need to be mentored there, but then also they need to be mentored in the prophetic. Yes. Now, uh, <clears throat> whenever I, I can remember whenever I first came on staff, 1987, end of 1987, long time ago, 35 years ago almost. <laughs> um, and I was, although I had, flaw, uh, had, had prophesied before, I had given words of knowledge before, I didn't know exactly how to stir up the gift. I didn't know how to activate that fully when that was something that began to happen whenever I came on staff. And then there was a demand that was placed, but this is how I learned to flow prophetically in the afternoons when we'd have conferences that have um, prophetic presbytery. Right. And I was responsible for setting those rooms up with recording equipment. And I would, it would take me all morning long setting all this recording equipment. I remember every single, you remember those, you remember the boxes yeah. that we had, yes. those, you know, the boxes that we had that weighed a ton. <clears throat> yes. And uh, I, I could, there's a whole story in that of what I told uh, apostle Leon. I said, I need a box. It's like this. Well, they ended up making it out of one inch plywood <laughs> and, <laughs> and were, you know, Probably like a, maybe a half inch plywood would have been more than sufficient. And those things were yes. so heavy, but nonetheless, but we, I had to set all those things up, set all those boxes up. And then, uh, but in the afternoons and we would be ministering prophetically to people and I would be assigned to a room. And I can remember uh, for a year, it seemed like every time that I ministered prophetically and prophetic presbytery, I was ministering alongside of apostle Leon Walters. Yeah. And we called we called Leon a major prophet. <laughs> yeah. And the reason we called him, he would prophesy. Every, I mean, everything that was even conceivable for somebody to have done yeah. and presently doing or ever hope to be able to do. He had prophesied all. <clears throat> so after about a 15 minute word that he would give somebody, you were left to kind of like pick up the scraps. Yeah. And, but standing with him and prophesying, I, I was able to watch. I was able to observe. I was able to learn by watching somebody who was seasoned. Yeah. And um, there's, well, I mean, we could talk the rest of the time just about that, of learning yeah. to recognize seasoned ministers and learn from them and grab hold of anointings and mantles. Yes. I, I don't... I don't believe somebody can necessarily call themselves. You can't call yourself into a particular aspect of ministry. Yes. But if you have a like or similar call, getting around somebody that flows in that anointing, you can pick up things from them and you can 
um, just by being there, being in their presence. There's a lot of scripture on that also, yeah. as far as the way that anointings are transferred. And But anyway, but I was mentored in the prophetic primarily by uh, Apostle Leon Walters. And I, and I also stood with Bishop Hammond. I traveled, you know, kind of around the world with him and had to stand with him numerous times and minister. And I can remember in my 20s having to stand with him because uh, when I went on staff, I was 25 years old and at 26 years old and 27 years old, I was standing with Bishop Hammond and he was, you know, really recognized as the the world's leading prophet or prophetic voice, you know, and right. particularly in the personal policy. And I can remember standing with him, my knees, you know, knocking together and quaking, you know, because it become my time. And he'd ask me sometimes to lead out on somebody. You know, you understand what I mean by lead out. Oh yes. You lead out this prophetic one. And I'm, I'm, you know, you know, it was like a uh, whole, <laughs> you know, uh, it could be very intimidating, shall we say. Yes. And, but, uh, but that's the way you learn, you, you know, you yeah. learn by doing that was something was, we, you know, always said you learn by doing. Yeah. And I'm thankful one for those who were seasoned that gave us opportunity. Yeah. But then we're also able to critique us. Yes. Boy, talk about that just a minute. And I've, I've told everybody in our church, anybody that prophesies, I said, if you're not willing for your word to be critiqued, then just don't say anything. Yeah. If we, you know, Paul specifically said that, <clears throat> let one prophesy, let the others judge. You're the going right where I was going. Is evaluate or critique what's going on. And uh, there's numerous purposes for that, but one is so that they can affirm the word. And uh, the second thing is if there's an error or something that needs to be addressed, it can be addressed, you know? Yes. And it seems like today that we're in a season a stage where prophets are saying, don't even question me. Right. You know, if I say, if I put thus saith the Lord on it, who are you to even question this? Come on. Who are you to even look at this? Yep. And I believe that is, that's the wrong attitude of heart yeah. for any prophet yeah. to have. We were taught we could not take that attitude. Yeah. No. We always had to be willing to receive um, evaluation. Cause ju- when Paul talks about judging, he's not talking about condemning it. Mm-hmm. He's talking about evaluating it and critiquing it to ensure that it is a pure word from the Lord. Yes. Anyway. Yeah, I agree. And uh, the reason why I brought that up is because uh, I think exactly what you said is what's happening. It's a false representation uh, where there's such a, you know, and I've heard, I know of other prophets that are, in my opinion, still in training uh, and need training uh, that they go in and, and gather information. They've got so much pressure on them to prophesy accurate words that uh, they gather information in the pastor's office and, and then go out and prophesy mm-hmm. those things. And, and uh, you know, the truth is uh, you don't have to have, you don't have to, it's not that hard. No. Uh, mm-hmm. You just need to know, yeah. you know, the scripture says there, you, you can go ankle deep, uh, knee deep, waist deep, and then waters to swim in. And, uh, and, you know, Bishop and Apostle Leon and uh, Apostles Tom and Jane Hammond, they taught us how to swim and avoid crashing into the rocks. But when we did crash into the rocks, they let us know why we crashed into yeah. the rocks, you know. And, uh, 
and and there were waters to swim in. It's not that easy. It's not that hard. It's easy to flow uh, when you have yeah. when you have mentoring and fathering. And you know, it's right. the biblical standard. Elisha uh, carried the coat of Elijah, and mm-hmm. and it wasn't the. I always say it's not the casting of the mantle uh, that counted. It was the catching of the mantle. He had to go all the way, and he had to fulfill mm-hmm. the parameters. He had to stay within the boundaries and be there to catch that mantle at the right place at the right time. And that's what God wants right. to do. He wants He wants a fresh uh, prophetic release, uh, but there has to be a place where you can be corrected. And we don't right. even like that word correction. You know, most people don't even want to hear that. Yeah. And that's really yeah. why I was saying something about your kids. I've, I've seen you uh, raise incredible uh, uh, two sons and a daughter, and, and now a whole church full of people that are willing to be teachable. And we're supposed mm-hmm. to remain teachable. We're supposed to, we never arrive. You know, there's right. always yeah. a greater uh, flow to be uncapped. And, uh, right. and so that's the, one of the things, you know, I just talking with Bishop recently and, uh, he's still got so much vision and so much drive, uh, and he's not a know-it-all. He's in no way, uh, right. somebody who's arrived, uh, but he's there to be a sounding board and a, and a great mentor and a father in that way. And so I think that, uh, those are necessary elements, not just, that someone released teaching, but that someone remained teachable, uh, that they would receive and, and allow that to be, uh, uh, allow things to be adjusted in them. We can never get to the place mm-hmm. where we think our thus saith the Lord is on, on par with the Bible. Right, right. I agree. I agree 100% everything you're saying. Um, and these were the principles that, were instilled within my heart, within your heart, within our understanding over three decades ago, you know, and it's things that I still hold dear yes. and it's still I, things I still impart into others. Yes. And uh, I don't believe any ministry gift should ever begin to claim infallibility. Yeah. Right. The moment that you claim infallibility, you are fallible at that moment. <laughs> you yeah. know, you've already made the biggest mistake yeah. by claiming infallibility. And if any of us should be able to say, look, I think I, you know, it's possible that I missed it here. Saying that you miss it isn't a bad thing, you know. Right. Uh that it doesn't mean that you are evil. It just means I mean, I, I can truthfully say that over the years, I'm sure there are probably some times that I missed it. I'm sure there are times that I said some things that probably were not said in wisdom. Yeah. Well, I won't even say there's probably, I'd say there are (laughs) definitely some times. Yeah. I've said some things that were not wise to say. Doesn't mean my heart was wrong. Right. Doesn't mean my motive was wrong. But what it does mean is that the voices I was listening to at that moment or time were not accurate and it was not, the pure, unadulterated word of the Lord that yeah. was coming out. Part of it was Robert coming out. Of it. <laughs> or part of it might have been news talking head that was coming out. And I was just regurgitating yeah. what I had heard. And these are things that we, again, uh, I know we've talked about this before. It's, I really believe, I really felt this very, very strong 
um, going back all the way to early part of 2020. I felt like the Lord was calling for the prophetic and the apostolic moves to take an introspective look. Yeah. Introspection is good. That's a good thing for yes. us. Paul even said, when you're taking communion, let a man examine himself. Yes. Not let a man look at everybody else. Let a man examine himself. And I believe that it's a good thing for us to take an honest look, yeah. not, not in an attempt to, as a matter of fact, we want to make sure that we don't attempt to justify anything that we've done, but to right. take an honest look and say, you know, maybe there's something I need to adjust here. Perhaps I did say something that did not need to be said. Perhaps I was rash in what I prophesied and I prophesied something, you know, it's like Nathan. And whenever David went to Nathan and said, Hey, I'm, I'm planning on building a temple and this is what builds the temple. That says the Lord. He didn't say that says the Lord, but it was understood. Yeah. It was understood at that time. If the King goes to the prophet to talk about something and the, the prophet says, the Lord is with you. He ascribed the name of the Lord to his disapproval. Yeah. That's, that is the prophetic word that was being given by the prophet at that moment in time. The Lord is with you. Go and do all that's in your heart. That's exactly what Nathan said. Yes. Well, I right. woke him up that night and said, Hey, Nate, <laughs> you missed it. <laughs> Wasn't great, you, Nate. <laughs> you said something. And I have, you know, and I believe that this is my personal, I will qualify this, but I believe it's, I believe that we can see it biblically. Nathan had a, a great loyalty to David and he allowed his loyalty and I'll even say his political loyalty to David to get in the way of him hearing correctly. Mm. And because he loved David so much, Dave, you want to do it? The Lord's with you, you know? And so we have to be careful because even loyalty is a great trait and it's a wonderful, I believe, you know, a godly trait. Yes. However, we have to be careful that that does not end up clouding our hearing, you know, or uh, no. uh, affecting or thwarting or uh, augmenting our hearing to where we're not hearing purely. Yeah. And and so because he loved David, he ended up Nathan, prophet of God, spoke incorrectly. Mm. Now, if if it can happen to Nathan, it can happen to any prophet. Doesn't right. matter who it is. Right. And I, again, I think the moment that we just, again, we, as I've said before, we seem to kind of live in the double down age, you right. know, and we're double down on what I said. Well, uh, God bless you. Praise the Lord. Uh, I, I believe that there's a different way and a different perspective that we yeah. should have a teachable perspective. <clears throat> yes. And hopefully, and I, my prayer is that we will learn some things from, some of the mistakes that have been made and that's not throwing stones at anybody. That's just because um, I don't have a beef with anybody just like you. It's just a matter of, we have to honestly look at these things and not be those who sweep things under the rug and just say, well, let's just pretend that didn't exist. It's like all of the, um, I say, don't say all of, but many of the uh, last day prophecy teachers who every anytime anything happens in the Middle East, right. they write they write a new book right. about what's happening over there and what's yeah. going to happen over there. The unfortunate thing is this: none of it happens. Yeah. You know, it, 
when I say unfortunate, I mean, nothing happens in the way or the manner that they said that it was going to happen. Do they ever go back and readdress it? No, they just sweep it under the rug. Hopefully everybody will forget that. Yeah. And uh, I don't believe that's the correct approach that we should take in the body of Christ. Right. Um, that's my firm conviction. Well, even what you said, let the prophets prophesy, let the other prophets judge or evaluate those things. I think that there is a, a need for humility and, uh, and teachableness. And, and that's Absolutely. a part of that mentoring and fathering uh, that's mm-hmm. necessary today. And so, Robert, we could do this for another two hours <laughs> very easily, at least. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, I believe that we're in a in a unique time. And, uh, you know, people, uh, even prophetic voices are, are backing off quite a bit. I don't think it's time for that. I think it's time for us to turn up the volume of, uh, sure. of mature, uh, balanced, accurate, uh, those that have a track record, uh, those that are are quality uh, prophetic voices to rise up and begin to push the boundaries and and step out and and uh, and and release some balanced, uh, accurate teaching and wisdom so that people have something to follow. It's uh, you know a better way to say it might be uh, true leaders to lead now, and because uh, there's been a lot of the a lot of the younger uh, trainer, the ones that are in training that have said so many things, uh, but it's time for the mature ones to rise up and lead now. And, uh, you know, I just believe that's where we are. We're in a, a season, a greater season for the prophetic than we've ever been in. And uh, I believe yeah. it is time to believe God and be established, believe his prophets and prosper. Uh, but I believe right. it's also time to identify uh, effectively identify those that are the elders of the faith. And there's a value, a value to the elders that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, our culture doesn't put value on elders or the elderly, uh, but it's time for the leaders to lead. And, uh, and so I, I want to, uh, you know, I want to commend you for writing the, the series that you're writing now, the trilogy. I can hardly wait to read all of them. And, um, uh, I still want to learn more. I still have a lot more to learn. Uh, but uh, We all do. Yeah, amen. Uh, but I want to, before we run out of time here, um, I, I'd like to give you the opportunity to just pray for those that are watching. You know, we have people watching from all over the world and uh, different time zones and different times and different devices, and however they get it, they get it. Uh, but if you'll just take a minute and pray uh, for our audience today and just speak words of life to them. Uh, you know, that's the title yeah. of the of the show, Speak Life. And speak. I believe that's what we need to do today. There's enough of the negative. We need to speak life. Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Father, I thank you for your word that is alive within our hearts and within our spirits today. Father, I pray for every person that's watching or hearing this broadcast right now. I ask Lord God that you would cause their ear to be tuned, their spirit man to be in alignment with you, with your purpose, with your will for their lives. Lord, cause us to hear clearly your voice. Lord, even as you said, my sheep hear my voice. They know my voice. And so, Lord God, I ask that you would cause us to be those sheep, 
that would know your voice, that would hear you clearly. And I declare that we will not follow a stranger in Jesus' name. I declare, Lord, your word is coming alive. We thank you, Father, that you're causing a purity to come, Lord, throughout the prophetic move, Lord, throughout, throughout your body. We ask, Lord God, for integrity and moral character and uprightness, Lord, to return to your church. We ask, Lord God, that you would cause, Lord, just a fresh release, a fresh flow of your prophetic word and authority to begin to come forth in the name of Jesus. Lord, I declare that we will not be those that will back down, but Lord, we are more determined than ever that we will show forth the word of the Lord, that we will prophesy with accuracy, with clarity, and Lord God, that it will not be contaminated in Jesus' name. Yes. And I thank you, Lord God, that you are causing this understanding to come alive within our hearts, our spirits. Lord God, in any area of our lives where we have allowed our ear to be submitted to incorrect voices, I ask, Lord God, that you would quicken our hearts, that you would show us, Lord God, whether it's television, radio, whatever it might be that may be polluting our well, I ask, Lord God, that you would cause, Lord God, just the eradication of that in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Lord. And I declare, Lord, over every person that's hearing my voice today, Lord God, that you are going to use them in a mighty way that destiny and purpose will be fulfilled within their lives. And I thank you, Lord God, that the areas that, Lord God, that have been adverse, you said that as a result of your word and over in Isaiah 55, that the mountains and the hills would begin to break forth with singing. Lord God, that which has been, been adverse within their life, Lord, we declare that you're going to turn it into joy, turn it into singing, whatever the enemy is meant for evil, you'll turn it around. You'll work it for their good. I thank you, Lord, for all these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Wow. Really incredible. Thank you so much again, Robert, for the time today. You. And, uh, you know, I just, I believe this is going to change a whole lot of hearts out there and uh, encourage them to press in and find I think there's more mentors, mentors and fathers out there uh, that God's raising up that'll that'll truly connect to the right uh, to to the right ones. God will put them together, and you know I just pray that they'll have that Elisha type heart uh, to be able Amen. to go for it. Amen. Well, I love Amen. you, bless you, thank you again, love and you we too. will will you come back and do this again sometime? Absolutely, anytime. Okay, anytime. Awesome. I love it. All right. Love. Thank you, my friend. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you again, Robert. We're so grateful for the wisdom and the mature prophetic insight that uh, that you shared with us. And uh, remember to go out and get his book. Uh, go to highpraisepc.com, uh, or you can go to Facebook to Dr. Robert Gay and, uh, and, and get his information there. But it's excellent. Uh, very relevant to this hour. And so I encourage you to avail yourself of these resources. Amen. Listen, God has heard our cry and God is turning everything around right now. God has a breakthrough for you. Hear me. He has a breakthrough for you. I believe God is restoring his people. He's He's recovering that all that was lost. And uh, we're going to see without fail our God do great things. Amen. We're, I believe we're in a time of birthing. That's why we see the, the things happening in this hour the way they are. The birth pangs Jesus talked about. It's a defining moment. 
It's a time of saying no to the lies of the devil. You know, it looked like everything was over at one point for David and his mighty men, but God said, get an attitude, David. You got to shift your thinking now, remove that old mindset and come up higher. I'm with you. I'm for you. And now pursue and overtake and without fail, recover all. That's where you are today. That's where God's positioned his people. We're stepping into something we've never stepped into before, a a future, a a hope, a a destiny that you've been desiring. You know, God said, I I know the plans that I have for you. You don't necessarily know them, but I know the plans uh, to give you a hope and a future and and, and a, a life that's worth living. You know, I know inside of you, uh, there's a bigger life than the one you're living right now. And uh, I just want to ask you, are you ready to recover all that the enemy has stolen? God's ready. Uh, for some of you, the enemy has stolen your praise. And God wants you to get back to that place, you know, restore your praise. Uh, for some of you, the enemy has stolen your zeal for God. Get it back. Stir up the gift of God within you. Let God begin to draw you closer to Him. Draw near to me, and I'll draw near near to you. And let the zeal of God consume you. Amen? Uh, It's an attitude. David could do nothing less than immediately establish the tabernacle of David. Uh, He knew the enemy was attacking the nation and trying to steal the praises of God from the nation. And David's attitude became contagious. It was infectious, and uh, he had an attitude, no enemy is going to take away my praise from God. He's not going to steal that from me. And listen, if God did it before, he can do do it again, and he will do it again for you. Amen? God is ready to restore and recover without fail. Without fail, recover all. Amen? I sense an attitude shift in the Spirit for, for many who will receive it. There's something shifting in the Spirit right now, and I want to... I want to encourage you, get an attitude of gratitude. Start raising the praise and watch what God can do in your life, in your family, and in your generations. Amen. Decree a thing, and it shall be established unto you, and light will begin to shine on your way. Amen. You've got to believe even though it doesn't look like it. Walk by faith and not by sight, because God's right ahead of you with your breakthrough. Just keep on pressing. Amen. Amen. This is your time. This is the day that the Lord has made and will rejoice and will be glad in it. Amen. I want to personally thank those of you who continue to sow seeds into this prophetic ministry. Thank you for standing with us here at Speak Life. You know, you make it possible for us to continue to bring quality prophetic ministry week after week right here on Speak Life. If you'd like to sow a seed and help us to continue to release the word of the Lord to the nations, there are several ways you can donate, and you can find them on the web on my website at martylayton.com or on our church website, lifepointchurch.cc. It's lifepoint with an E, lifepointchurch.cc. Listen, you can text any amount to the number 84321. That's 84321, and that's another way you can donate and, and support the ministry here as well. I also want to thank today's sponsor, Mike Lindell and My Pillow. Mike Lindell and My Pillow. Mike Lindell is an amazing American patriot, and he's fighting on the front lines of this cultural war for the freedoms that we love here in America the Beautiful. Let me tell you, he is a strong believer in Christ. He is a warrior for God. He's come from uh, below the line, and uh, God pulled him out of darkness 
and into the kingdom of light and redeemed his life. And he just wants to show his gratitude for God and, uh, and help others as well. In fact, uh, the Lindell Recovery Network is very strong outreach and ministry that he has as well. I encourage you to check that out as well. Uh, but check out the superior products that he has available at MyPillow.com. It's MyPillow.com. If you use my name, Marty, M-A-R-T-Y, uh, as your promo code, you'll receive the deepest discounts available, in some cases, up to 66% off your purchase. Many items right now, they're running a special buy one, get one free. Uh, so use use the promo code Marty. Uh, if you prefer, you can, you can call your order in at 800-859-2938. That's 800-859-2938. And remember to use the promo code Marty. And this is one way you can support Speak Life. And, uh, and you can also support the patriotic work of Mike Lindell. And in, re- in return, you still get incredible products. Amen. And so in this powerful moment in time, I believe you, my friend, are being raised up for such a time as this. Why? To speak life. Again, Job 22, verse 28 de- declares, you've been given the authority as a king to decree a thing and it shall be established unto you, and the light that drives out darkness will shine upon your ways. You have a voice, and you have a choice, and you have the authority uh, to speak revelation or devastation. Uh, Jesus, your kingdom come, or whatever will be, will be. You can speak boldness, or you can speak coldness. You can speak perception, or you can speak deception. You can speak vision or you can speak division. You can speak riches or falling into ditches. You can speak life or strife. You have a choice to speak life or death, the Bible says. Gladness or madness. Acceleration or deceleration. Victory or defeat. Your words can inform, reform, or your words can deform. You have a choice. Speak words that can heal and reveal and make a way when the world says nay. (laughs) Jesus recognized God's voice through Simon Peter, and that's the only voice that he listened to. He listened to only that voice. That's the example to follow. Just listen to the voice of God. So no fear. God is not finished. It's not over. God's preparing everything for his great awakening that's happening. It's in motion. It's on his calendar of events. It's coming to a, uh, to a city next to you, the city you're in. It's going to happen. So I want to thank you again for tuning in to Speak Life. Join us next week for more great ministry and conversations with uh, insights from some of today's cutting-edge leaders and cutting-edge revelation that I, I just know you're going to love. People, I, I want you to know how much we appreciate you, people of God. Please take a second and subscribe to the Speak Life podcast, if you will. If you enjoyed this and you were blessed by this ministry, please leave us a five-star review. And you can follow me on social media, and I encourage you to do that because often we do things that uh, on a short notice, uh, but if you're following me, uh, you'll find out about it immediately. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Truth, Getter, Facebook, YouTube, Rumble, all the platforms. Uh, just look for at Marty Layton. And remember, you can also watch this show live every Friday night at 7 p.m. Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and on Rumble. 
uh, and soon on Frank's speech. Uh, Thank you again for telling others about the Speak Life show and helping us to reach more people with this powerful prophetic ministry. God has a voice, and he wants you to hear it, and he wants you to speak life. Amen. You can also find the Speak Life podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on the Charisma Podcast Network, an excellent network, and anywhere you can listen to podcasts. Uh, Thank you again, and remember to keep your spiritual eyes and your spiritual ears open because God is always talking, and he wants you to echo heaven and speak life. Amen. We'll see you next week. Get ready for tomorrow's news today. You're listening to Speak Life with Marty Lee.